We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's May 3rd, it is 2022. We have 11 MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, just, just another day. Just more gambling. That's all I've got. That's all you got? Um, yeah, I mean... We'll have to kind of see how Monday shapes up. We're recording um, here night before, like we always do. Have a couple Houston stacks. Um, have a lot of Rasmussen, and I have a lot of Tampa. So the Yankee stacks are dead, and now I just kind of hope the Houston stack. I have a Houston-Tampa stack with Rasmussen and Gollin, so we'll have to kind of see how it shapes up. But anyway... Let's talk some baseball. Moving on to the next slate, like we always do. That's the best thing about daily fantasy and sports betting is new day, new slate. We got 11 games. We get started here with Minnesota at Baltimore. This game currently sitting at a seven total, and the Twins are a 170 favorite. Joe Ryan going up against Bruce Zimmerman. Let's start here with Joe Ryan. I mean, off to a stellar start. You know, he had a I'd say a rough outing his first time out against Seattle, but he actually didn't pitch too bad in that game. Um, he's getting a matchup here going up against Baltimore, 9,500. What are your thoughts here on Ryan? Yeah, my guess is he's going to be one of the chalkier pitchers of the slate, and rightfully so. I mean, he's sitting above a 30% K rate so far on the season going up against Baltimore. Just has a boatload of strikeouts and really not a great lineup overall. Um, 
Baltimore has been surprisingly enough one of the best pitchers ballparks so far this season. Um, not really anything we're used to. Who knows if that'll hold up? But I mean, overall, Joe Ryan's got a great matchup. He's got great stuff. He's priced probably about how he should be. Um, the only thing that might keep me away from him is potential ownership. Yeah, definitely. Um, Baltimore moved their fences back and it's been super cold. So we'll have to see what the summer holds for this ballpark. And we'll, you know, but I think right now, Joe Ryan in this spot, great spot. Bruce Zimmerman on the other side of this um, game. I mean, decent strikeout rate against a team that a lot of strikeouts and a lot of guys that make a lot of contact and walk. Um, he's 6,100. This game has a low total. Could you see yourself using Zimmerman here? Yeah, I definitely don't mind it. 6,100. I mean, it's the price tag that makes things intriguing. He's probably not going to go a bunch over 80 pitches, but there's really not a lot of cheap options on the slate. He's kind of the best of the bunch. Um, even with a low potential pitch count, he hasn't gotten over 80 yet so far this season. they saying right around 75. I can still see him putting up a decent outing here. I mean, yes, everyone has a platoon split, and he does struggle a decent amount versus righties, and there's probably only going to be three lefties, maybe four lefties in the lineup. I kind of want to see what they end up coming out with. Um, if they platoon out everyone, it definitely gives me a little bit less interest in him. Um, but, I mean, even if they don't put Arias in there, um, I could still see that being kind of a plus because he really doesn't strike out a ton. Overall, not the worst. Again, it's mostly the price tag. There's one guy in the 6K range that I drastically prefer, maybe two guys. But if you really have to go down to the low 6K range, then he's kind of the best of the bunch at 6,400 and below. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I really want to play Michael Pineda. I don't know what type of pitch count Ryan Yarbrough is going to be on. He threw 59 um, in his last, like, stint in triple a before getting the clear to pitch here and then bryce wilson we'll talk about him when we get there but they said he was going to start last time out and i think he came in in like the second or third inning and then through four innings so anyway um i i think zimmerman's in play there's cores on this slate and i mean we're definitely going to want some of those bats and we'll get there but Minnesota bats, anything standing out to you here against the lefty? I mean, Zimmerman's not an awful pitcher, but he does give up a decent amount of hard contact to righties. So, I mean, Buxton, always in play. Again, still don't know how this ballpark's going to end up panning out as a pitcher's or a hitter's ballpark. It's definitely not going to be as good as last year. But overall, I think you can kind of play or plan on playing the power bats. So, Buxton is there. Don't mind Correa too much. He's got the platoon split. Ursula. Sanchez, like just the guys with a lot of power, are probably the main bats I want to go with. He's pretty solid versus lefties. So Kepler, even at 3.3K, is probably not a guy I want to go with. Blanco has some pop, but not really a bat that I want to pay 4K for. Not against it if you want to round out your stack with him, but Buxton, Correa, Ursula, and Sanchez are the main bats I want to go with. And then on the Baltimore side, I mean, I don't mind Cedric Mullins at 4K against Chalky Joe Ryan, but overall, there's a reason that he's pretty chalky here. He should pitch well, and not a ton of these bats stand out to me, even at their price tags. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't mind Mullins. Uh, 
Ryan's been giving up a ton of fly balls this season, not a ton of hard contact. So Mullins is the main guy I would go with. Um, if you want to do kind of a hedge stack, not even a hedge stack, if you want to do just a game theory stack going up against Ryan, if he is going to get into the mid-20s, 30% ownership in this spot here, then, I mean, it's the worst things you can do. He gives up power, just strikes out a lot of guys. Um, but really the only bad that semi stands out here is Mullins and maybe Santander. Ryan struggled a bit so far this season versus lefties, only sitting an 18% K rate versus lefties. So if you want to go with either of them, Santander or Mullins, not the worst idea in the world at their price tags, but you're probably better off just full on stacking against Chalky, Ryan, or fading. New York Yankees at the Toronto Blue Jays is where we go next. This game currently sitting at an eight total pick em game. Um, it opened as a pick em game. It looks like Blue Jays minus 135 now. Jamison Tyon against Alec Manoa. Any interest here in Jamison Tyon? No, I mean, he's not going to go very far in the game. He's priced up too much at 7.9K. He's got... One of the toughest matchups you can possibly get going up against the Blue Jays. It's in a dome, so the weather isn't really a terrible concern. I have no interest in Tyon. Yeah, I'm probably not playing him in this spot. It's just this team doesn't strike out. There's not a ton of upside facing them, and he hasn't thrown more than 85 pitches in a start yet this season. So um, Alec Manoa on the other side of this game, I mean, this is a guy capable of putting up big fantasy days. So I think he's someone that, is playable in tournaments. Yeah, no, it's super interesting today. I mean, I know I haven't gotten to the game yet, but the two top-priced guys on the slate, which are two of the best pitchers on the slate, are both in two of the toughest matchups you can possibly have. Um, so it's a spot where I'm kind of waiting to see where ownership's at. I mean, my guess is Kopech and Ryan are going to be the – and Woodruff are going to be the three chalkiest guys um, up at the top. So I could see Manoa using Manoa in tournaments just because he's – probably going to come in a little bit low on with Coors and um, one or two cheap pitchers or one underpriced pitcher and one cheap pitcher. So I don't hate him in tournaments. Again, it's not an easy matchup. Yankees know how to work the count. They don't strike out a huge clip um, outside of one or two bats. So I don't, it's, it's not the right numbers play, but it's the right game theory play. I think. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm looking at his, his upside here, and I'm just saying there's there's a few guys. I mean, we're going to talk about a few guys that can put up 30-plus fantasy points on this slate, and he's, like, in that conversation today. And, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to go out of my way to play the Yankees' bats. He does give up a lot of fly balls to righties, but he is very good at limiting the power to righties, so... I mean, maybe Rizzo as a one-off, but am I really going to one-off Rizzo at 5500 Probably not. Yeah, it's really the pricing that's kind of just make me entirely off the Yankees. I mean, I know they're a good lineup, but Noah's been great so far this season. Doesn't really give up a ton of home runs. Um, doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. Just not a bad overall pitcher. So I, I just can't see paying 5 k for any of the main bets. LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton or even 4.7K for Donaldson. I mean, if you really want to, maybe Gallo, um, but he really hasn't been great so far this season. I think I'm just out on the Yankees' bats. 
Yeah, and I mean, on the Toronto side, I don't know if I really... I mean, okay, I, I will say this. I like Vlad. And I kind of like Bo Bichette because he's a ground ball guy and Tyon is a fly ball guy. So if I'm looking at potentially playing Bichette and Vlad, all right, well, now I'm looking at Gary L. I'm looking at Springer. I'm looking at potentially stacking three of them. I don't think I five-man stack Toronto here, but I could definitely see three of them. Yeah, I mean, Tyon's a decent pitcher. He's not great. He's not terrible. Um, just kind of average, but he does give up a decent amount of fly balls to both sides of the plate. Gives up a lot more hard contact to righties. So, I mean, Springer, Bichette, Vlad, the three guys that get in the ball ballpark. And then Gary L isn't really a huge strikeout guy versus right-handed pitching. So that's largely negate tie, tie on. So I'm, I'm kind of with the top four bats here. Um, all of them at pop tie on being a fly ball, hard contact guy. They, they kind of stand out as decent plays, but the price tags, the problem, but really 5.35 K and five, four for the top three of the order makes a decent pivot off of course. All right. We got angels at Red Sox nine total eight and a half total. Most books. Now it kind of went down. Um, Angels, a 125 favor. We got Noah Syndergaard going up against Michael Waka. Syndergaard, 9,100 here. 88 pitches in his last start. He's been good. He hasn't been great. He hasn't allowed a home run yet. And, I mean, this is Boston, and this lineup is not as scary. It's just 9,100 for Syndergaard. I just don't know if he has that ceiling yet. Yeah, no, I got scratched from his last start because of an illness, so he should probably be good to go here. Um, still don't think he's going to be very stretched out. It's been nine days since his last outing, so I'm guessing he's not going to get over 90 pitches. 9.1K in a matchup versus the Red Sox. It's not really a spot I want to target him. Um, it's not an easy spot here. Again, like the strikeouts haven't fully been there. The swinging strike rate has been pretty solid so far, sitting at almost 13%. So his K rate should be above his 17.3%, but he's not enough good enough to justify his 9.1 K price tag, especially when we have Joe Ryan, um, Woodruff and Rodon and Noah and everyone else in that same basic price range. Waka on the other side, he's 8,200. There is some strikeouts in this lineup, but again, I just don't know if the upside is necessarily there for him. Pitch count wise, strikeout ceiling wise, there's more strikeouts in this lineup. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't think I end up on either one of these pitchers today. Yeah. I'm out on Waka. He's, I mean, 4.5 implied run total going up against him. He's 8,200. It's bad hitters or bad pitchers ballpark here. Um, I don't think he's as good as the numbers have been this season. Might get up to hundred pitches. That's kind of the one saving grace, but more than likely he'll be in the low nineties. So I, I just can't pay that price tag for him on this slate. I'm not running out of my way to stack the Angels, especially like if Otani is not going to be in the lineup, but it sounds like he might be back. Um, I mean, maybe you look at a Walsh or a Marsh. You could always play Trout and Otani if they're in the lineup. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Angels bets? I kind of like this stack as a pivot off of uh, Coors. I mean, it's only going to be 50 degrees in Boston, but it's still a good hitter's ballpark. I mean, we know how good Otani and Trout are, um, but Ward, pretty solid overall bat. Marsh isn't a bad bat with a platoon split. 
Rendon, we know how good he is. Like, this is kind of my pivot off of Coors because everyone's probably going to flock more to Coors just because you can get the guys at same or slightly less price tag. I really like the Angel stack today. It's a lot better, I think, if Otani plays. Yeah. The, the yeah, upside that's, that's very, very accurate. As far as the Boston bats go here, I mean, Devers, J.D. Martinez, I I really just don't see myself ending up on the Red Sox here. Yeah, I mean, all the main bats are sitting over 5K or 4.8K and above. Um, Syndergaard's good. Like, even though he's not striking out a ton of guys, he's not getting too much hard contact, and he's getting a ton of ground balls. I just don't see him giving up a massive outing here. So I, if you want to stack him, that's fine. If you want to use JD at 4,200, that's not a horrible spot. Like Devers, Bogart, story is one-offs. You can always do that. But overall, this isn't really a very intriguing stack to me. We got Pittsburgh at Detroit. Wilson against Pineda. Seven and a half is what it opened at. It's at eight. Most books, um, some books still have it at seven and a half. 150 favorite here for Detroit. Any interest here in Bryce Wilson? Not really. Um, this has some potential weather issues too. Looks like, I mean, this is. I would be shocked if this game plays. Yeah, so would I. And even if it does play, like Wilson is not a good pitcher. Pineda is not a good pitcher and is not going to go that late into the game. Granny gets a high strikeout matchup. Like, I just don't want anything from this entire game, um, regardless of if it plays or not. I mean, there are some cheap bets, but this game, probably not going to play. And there's really no good pitchers and no good hitters in this spot, and considering 55-degree weather. Yeah, I mean, if the weather was okay. So the weather looks really bad on this one like a lot of rain but if the weather was okay i could see playing either one of these pitchers as just a punt pitcher but i'm not playing either one of these offenses i mean you could make an argument for maybe javi baez or meadows or maybe even vogelbach maybe ben gamble if he's up towards the top of the order oh and my boy uh, brian reynolds if he's towards the top of the order but I don't see myself stacking this game. If the weather even improves, it's going to be super cold. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about this game, Grant. Yeah, like I said, I'm full on out of this entire game regardless. All right, we're going to just keep going. Um, the Battle of the Chicago's. We got Chicago Cubs. Going up against the Chicago White Sox in Wrigley. No total in this game. There looks to be a little bit of potential weather, but it's not like it, it doesn't look like it's going to be a lot. But the thing that's really interesting here, and I'll have to, we'll have to like kind of rely on Kevin Roth, is it looks like we're going to have like 18 to 22 mile an hour blowing in wind. Um, we shall see. But if that happens, we got Kopeg against Smiley. I mean, Michael Kopech struggled a little bit in his last start against Kansas City. I remember I was on him. He wasn't getting the corners whatsoever. It was so frustrating. Um, I'm going back to the well here if we're going to have massive wind blowing in and Wrigley against this team. Yeah, I mean, you can't, outside of the potential rain, you can't ask for much better weather here. I mean, it's 20-mile-an-hour wind blowing in. It's 45 degrees. 
This is, the ball's not going to be flying at all. Kopech is a solid overall pitcher. I know he hasn't been great so far this season, still getting stretched out. And like you mentioned, they weren't giving the corners, so that's why he ended up with four walks in the last game. Um, yeah, it's just a, like Cubs, not a bad matchup. Decent strikeouts, and Kopech has great K stuff. So when you consider the weather, this is just a fantastic spot. Suing Roth gives it the go-ahead. Um, he's a great play, but like I said, my kind of issue is I think him and Ryan are going to be the two chalk spend-ups on this spot. So, like, all signs point towards Kopech being a great play here with the weather um, matchup. It's just, is it going to be a spot where they actually play the game? And I assume it's going to be, and is it going to be chalky? I assume he's going to be. Drew Smiley on the other side of this game. Here's the thing. I don't want to play Drew Smiley in this game, but with these wins, I don't know if I really want to play the White Sox bats either. I mean, he's not a great lefty, and this team hits left-handed pitching well. And if the wins weren't there, I think we'd be talking about this way more. Um, Talk to me here about Drew Smiley. Yeah, I mean, the big thing Smiley does is he gives up a lot of home runs. He's not going to strike out enough guys to justify his 8.6K price tag. Robert's back, so it's a tough matchup going up against the White Sox now. So I just can't see playing this price tag. He hasn't gotten over 83 pitches the entire year. It was 66 his last time out. I don't expect him to have a long leash in this one. Again, the K numbers aren't there. The only thing he has going for him is great pitcher weather. Um, I just can't see using him in the spot here at 8.6K. If he was 7K be a little bit different of a scenario because he does give up a lot of bombs and that's almost entirely relevant here. So I, I just, I, the price tag is what keeping me off of him and I, I will full on fade him today. Any interest in the White Sox bats? Not in this weather. Like I don't have interest in either bats for either team in this weather. It's just, I mean, if the weather changes, then yeah, you, you can home run hunt with Smiley and you can stack this off. And it's like, they're probably too cheap if the weather is for some reason different, but it's not going to be over 50 degrees in all likelihood. And I don't see the wind changing that drastically. So I've, I'm, I'm just out on every bat in this game. All right. We got Cincinnati at Milwaukee, Tyler Molly going up against Brandon Woodruff. Seven total in this game, and the Brewers are a 275 favorite. Any interest here in Tyler Molly? Are we sure it's actually him? I just got conflicting things right here. Um, maybe Vladimir Gutierrez. I mean, that's possible. Well, that would explain the um explain the total more. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, it's um, not like Molly's been good this year. He- he hasn't been good this year, but he hasn't, like, his numbers aren't as bad as this is shown. I mean, he's walking a lot of guys, but he's still sitting at a 24% K rate. Like, his XFIP is sitting at four. Like, he's not that much worse than last year. All he is is a little bit more wild. I mean, I have a lot of interest in Molly if he's playing. I have no interest in Gutierrez, probably, if he's playing. But I'm trying to just figure that out because this line seems way off if – it's Gutierrez. Yeah, it's it looks like it's Gutierrez. Yeah, even at bat is showing um, Molly too, but it, either way. 
Yeah. I don't know. It makes a pretty big difference for me. Like I don't, I'm not going to play Gutierrez, but I'll play Molly. Like Molly at 6.9 K. I know he hasn't been great this year, but that's just a cheap price tag on a slate with Coors and not really a lot of cheap pitchers to play. Like there's not really anyone else I want to pay in this price range. And if you want to play it for Coors bats, you kind of have to. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, but um, if it's small, I, I have a ton of interest. He's probably going to be one of my highest owned players. Uh, Woodruff on the other side. I mean, <laughs> the Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball right now. Uh, this offense just not doing anything. I'd be willing to almost play anybody against the Reds at this point. Um, what are your thoughts on Woodruff? Woodruff is going to be right there with Ryan Kopech as the highest owned pitchers on the slate. I mean, there's a 2.7 implied total for the Reds. The Reds have been awful. Like the strikeouts are there. Woodruff has had two bad outings. That's pretty much it. He's overall not been his normal self so far this year, but still getting up close to a hundred pitches in every outing. Like he's got great stuff and he's got a great matchup and there's a very low implied run total. Like for spend ups point per dollar, he's probably the top. I know we don't love to look at like batting averages and stuff like that, but Cincinnati has the second lowest batting average in the league. They have like the third lowest WRC plus on there as a team. They have a collective 26% hard hit rate with a 24% uh, strikeout rate to start the season against right-handed pitching. So, I mean, I think Woodruff is a fantastic play. The Reds just, I mean, they're eventually going to get it going. They are. Like there's a there's talent on this Reds team. It's not as good as it's been in the past, but there's talent on this team. And I just mean I think that Woodruff is in a great spot. And I really don't have any interest in the Reds. They are very cheap, but I mean Joey Votto is hitting 122. Um, he is just maybe he is a fraud. Yeah, maybe he's just getting old. Who maybe knows, I'm but... smart. Maybe. Maybe I, I would <laughs> say you are, you are smart, but yeah, I'm not against Woodruff. I'm not playing any, the worst team in baseball. Like just, no, I get they're cheap and they can make things work. Um, but I don't, I'm not playing them against Woodruff. The other side of this one. Um, I mean, I think it matters who's pitching Gutierrez. I have a lot of more interest in the Brewers. If Molly's pitching, I don't mind like Yelich. Um, Rowdy Tellis McCutcheon's under 4K still, and I mean, he's coming off of a, a solid little stretch here. But I mean, if it's Gutierrez, I have a ton of interest in Milwaukee. Yeah, no, that's that's basically with Molly, like said, pretty much those guys. If it's Gutierrez, then I mean, there's probably going to be a few bombs here. I prefer the lefties, um, Tellas, Yelich. Wong, um, but I'm not going to have any problem with sub 4K McCutcheon, sub 4K Hunter Renfro. I mean, just anyone with power here is in a solid overall spot going up against Gutierrez. But yeah, if it's Molly, I'm probably staying away. Seattle at Houston, flexed against Javier. Uh, eight and a half total in this game. The Astros are 160 favorites. Any interest here in Chris Flexen? No, guy doesn't give you any upside um 16 k rate going up against a low strikeout team uh just just no 
not only that, it gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. There's so much power. Altuve back in this lineup. He adds like he takes out like Diaz and adds like another good bat in this lineup. So um, no interest for me on flexing. Christian Javier, 84 pitches finally last time out. Um, had a good start going against Texas. Kind of lost it there at the end. Still worried that he might just not be stretched out enough. Um, he has big strikeout upside. But outside of that, like, he walks a lot of guys. He gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. So, I mean, he's like the definition of boomer bust. Yeah, I mean, at 6.8K on this slate, that's kind of what you want. Um, I'm Especially if there's no Molly. Like, I prefer Molly a little bit to him. Uh, but if he's not playing against Gutierrez, then all aboard playing Javier. Um, it's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible matchup. Luckily, Seattle isn't horribly patient. Um, so this is a spot where I think that he's kind of the de facto SP2. Um, happy they got 84 pitches. He's pitched decent so far this season. Um, outside of that Texas start, like in 55 pitches, ended up with 13.9 points. Against Arizona, 53 pitches, ended up with 15.6. Angels ended up with eight and a half with 28 pitches. I mean, I'm not expecting him to get over 90, but with 84 pitches, with his K ability, like I, I, I'm more than happy with that. As far as the Seattle bats go, I mean, they ain't can, cheap. They ain't I, cheap. I know they're expensive again today. I think you can home run hunt here, though. You know, Javier is a guy that gives up a lot of power. You know, maybe looking at like a winker or. I mean, Rodriguez at 3,500. I think Rodriguez probably my favorite of the bunch. He's actually – he's starting to warm up. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. He's starting to warm up. Um, maybe I'm looking at Rodriguez at 3,500. Yeah, it's just an interesting spot here. I, this is a spot where I want to wait and see on Male, and if ownership on Javier is going to be super high, then this is kind of your stack off of course. I mean, Javier has – Huge K stuff, like, but he still walks a ton, gives up a ton of fly balls, gives up a ton of hard contact. So, yeah, you can home run hunt here, but you can also just straight up stack, hoping a bunch of guys get on base. He gets super wild. Again, it's one of those spots where just the game theory aspect of it, similar price tag to Coors, almost no ownership with potentially going up against a pitcher on the other side with massive ownership. I, the numbers don't look great, but he does give up power and walks a ton. So I could see stacking up the Maris quite a bit in this spot here if Molly is not on the slate. Uh, Houston, I mean, I love Houston in this spot. They're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I, I mean, this is just a spot against a guy that doesn't strike anybody out. A team makes a lot of hard contact. I think they're – I mean – yeah, we have cores, but I think if you're not stacking cores, you're looking at Houston here. Yep, another really good pivot off of them, and they have a 4.8 implied run total. Flexing gives up 40-some-odd percent hard contact to righties and still goes with a decent amount of hard contact to lefties. Definitely prefer the righties, so Bregman, Altuve, um, two of the top bats, but I'm not going to argue with Brantley, with Alvarez, with Tucker. Um, Cormick, if he's in there, under 3K is not the worst idea in the world. To throw in on a stack. Um, 
I don't play Yuli anymore. But yeah, the power bat, power righties with Altuve and Bregman are by far my two favorites, but I'm not going to argue with any of the lefties in this spot here. Flexen's not an awful pitcher, but he the ball's going to be put in play. And it's going to be hit hard here. All right. We got St. Louis at Kansas City taking on the Royals. Seven total in this game. The Cardinals a 120 favorite. We got Hudson against Brad Keller. Any interest here in Dakota Hudson? I mean, probably not at 8.1K. I just don't like Kansas City's not a good hitting team. Hudson's done decent in his last two outings. I'm probably just staying away, though. Not not a big strikeout guy. Like, you pretty much just have to hope for run suppression, which could happen, but there's other guys I'd rather end up going with. Yeah, I think he's okay. I don't think he's the greatest option in the world. Um, Kansas City's not a good offense. I actually kind of like Brad Keller in this spot. He's 7,500, and... I mean, he is a guy that is a lot better against righties than he is against lefties, and this is going to be a very right-handed heavy lineup. Um, And, I mean, you look at it, his start to the season really isn't that terrible, and he's pitched well well enough, I think, um, to be okay in this spot. So, I mean, yeah, I have some interest here in Brad Keller. I'm just worried about the strikeout upside. I mean, he's had a few good starts, and that's just because he went seven innings. Um, I don't know. I, I understand the thought process, and there's a low implied total against him at 3.7. It's going to be under 60 degrees here. Like, wind's going to be blowing in. Not that it should have much of an effect in Kansas City. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, we might kind of be forced into it considering – if like Javier is going to be super chalk and Molly's not on the slate because there's really no one else to spend down on outside of one guy we get to later, but even that's not a great option. I'm probably not doing it, but I understand playing him. Yeah. I mean, I think his upside is seven innings with maybe one earned run and a few strikeouts. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that'll, if you can get that, that'll get it done, but yeah, I mean, I know I know. if I'm playing Brad Keller, I'm not going to get out and get eight strikeouts in a game. Yeah. So, I mean, there are guys in this range that could potentially do that. Um, you know, like if Molly's on the slate, uh, we talked about Zimmerman for Baltimore. But, yeah, I think he's just an option. He's just someone that I'm looking at night before. Um, any interest here in the Cardinals' bats? Not really. The weather's not great. Keller, like you said, doesn't give up a whole lot of damage to righties. Gets a lot of ground balls. Like, if I'm targeting anyone, it's probably O'Neal, Goldschmidt, Arenado, guys that can get the ball up in the air and hit the ball hard, but I don't really want to pay these price tags for them in this bat of hitting weather. Um, Kansas City side, I think Salvador Perez is actually cheap enough to play. He's kind of always in play, but yeah, that price tag of 4,500 is just too low. I know Hudson has pretty solid numbers going up against righties. Gets a lot of ground balls, but I mean, Perez could take anyone out of the ballpark. I don't hate that, but I'm probably staying away from everyone else. This is a guy that's very rarely under 5K. Yeah. Well, 
He also had 40 home runs last year as a catcher. All right, we got Washington going into Colorado, taking on the Rockies. Ten and a half total. Rockies a 150 favorite. Fetty against Marquez. Any interest here in either one of these pitchers? I don't hate Marquez. Um, I don't like Marquez. But I don't hate it. I mean, there's some strikeouts here. I know that they're going to be facing a lot of lefties, but just kind of the way the slate's turning out, if Molly's not on it, then not going to be a ton of options. He can get you 18. Um, but it, it's just just sl- entirely slate dependent on Molly. But Molly's in there. I'm, I'm fully out on Marquez. I don't have interest in either one of these guys, to be honest. Um, I mean, the Washington Bats, like, I love Soto and Bell. Uh, they're obviously way too cheap. Um, yeah, I don't know why TK's just not pricing, like, they're just not pricing up opposing teams in Coors, and it's infuriating. I don't know, Grant. I really don't know what to tell you because it makes no sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Nelson Cruz, 3,700, too cheap. Soto, under 5K in Coors is going to be the the ultimate shock today would be my guess. Bell's far too cheap at 4,500. Cesar Hernandez batting leadoff in course 3,500. Like, and everyone else in the lineup is super cheap. Like, I don't, I don't like Franco. I don't like Robles. I don't like Lucius Fox, but they're cheap. They're under 3K in course. Just play every single guy that makes the lineup in Washington. You can play him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the same could be said for Colorado. Yeah, they're a little bit more expensive, but Fetty's not a great pitcher. Um, this sets up as a good spot for Colorado, too. Yep, yep. Almost a six implied run total here. Um, yeah, Connor Joe, Blackman, Gritchie, everyone. Everyone. I mean, I prefer the top five in the lineup, but Hilliard's cheap. Um, you can go with anyone in the spot here. It's just... It's Coors. It is what it is. Fetty's not a great pitcher, so this is a solid overall spot for him. All right, we got Tampa Bay at Oakland taking on the Athletics. Uh, Yarbrough against Blackburn in this one. No total in this game. I think the books are kind of waiting to see what we're going to get, if we're going to get a pitch count for Ryan Yarbrough. Like I said, he threw 59 pitches in AAA on Thursday. Um, We'll have to see. Like... I I don't think he throws more than 70 pitches in this spot. Yeah, I doubt he even gets there. Yeah, I'd be shocked. But, I mean, the other thing here is, like, as bad as Oakland has been this season, they're not the worst team in baseball against lefties. Um, I mean, they're going to be able to throw quite a bit of righties here up against Yarbrough. Yeah, they can platoon out a whole lot of guys. I don't know. I mean, Yoro is generally not a guy that's going to give you that much upside. And even if he gets up to 70 pitches, that's not far off of what he generally was last year. 5,600. Again, if you need someone real cheap, he's there. Um, I don't like it, but Oakland's not good. It's being played in Oakland, 60 degrees there. There's some strikeouts in this lineup. I mean, if, if you can't, if you need to pay down, Go ahead and play him. That's fine. But don't go out of your way to play him. 
All right. Uh, Blackburn against Tampa. Any interest here in Paul Blackburn? I kind of like him. Um, he's been solid this year. Strikeout stuff hasn't been great. Um, but like, there's a good enough amount of strikeouts in this lineup or a decent amount of high strikeout bats. Tampa Bay's lineup isn't great. Um, Blackburn gets a lot of ground balls. So I think he can limit the damage 7,700 expect almost no ownership on him. Like you mentioned Keller. I think I'd rather go with Blackburn in this range. Yeah. I mean, I think they're basically the same pitcher. Low strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, low strikeouts. Tampa has a little bit more strikeouts in the lineup. Um, They're also probably a better lineup, but I mean, Blackburn is someone that could pitch well here. Um, I think he's I think he's in play for sure. Yeah. Uh any interest in the Tampa bats here? Not really. Blackburn just gets so many ground balls. It's not a good ballpark. Like and I mean he's just not gonna give up fancy points. Like he may give up hits. He doesn't walk guys. He may give up hits, but they're generally not gonna leave the ballpark, especially in this weather in this ballpark. So just not really any interest in and the Rays. I don't really have interest in Tampa. I mean, on the Oakland side, I could see playing like uh, Nusi or yeah, Pinder is two K. Holy yeah. crap! I was yeah. looking for him. I was gonna say his name. I was just like scrolling down to try to find him, but yeah, Chad Pinder is way too cheap. Yeah, Pinder's too cheap. Like, yeah, they say. Piscotti, if he's in the lineup there, not terrible. Like, I don't mind this mini stack is because everyone's cheap. Like, I don't like the, like the ballpark. Yarba is a decent overall pitcher, but, I mean, you're getting Pender and Piscotti. Pender for 2K, Piscotti for 2.5K. Like, Bethancourt, you can play for 2K. Like, this is a cheap secondary stack that I like just because you can get – Pender's a great solo play. Pender's just a great play overall. Um, but you can stack up this team pretty easily and double stack them with someone else and make it pretty solid lineup where you can pay it for pitching. All right, we finish it out with San Francisco, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. Radon against Urias, six and a half total in this game. The Dodgers opened as like a 160 favorite. It's down to 135 in most books here. A lot of, a lot of respect for Carlos Radon. Um, let's talk him first. Any interest here going up against um, the Dodgers? I don't like playing guys against the Dodgers, but Rodon's just been fantastic. Um, just great. I know there's a very tough lineup, but I'm guessing his ownership will be highly suppressed in this one. I really like Carlos Rodon. I mean, guy's just been unreal striking out everyone. And this is just a spot where it's a super tough offense, but I just don't care. I mean, it's kind of how I feel. Like, I know it's the Dodgers, but I know he's one of a few guys on the slate that can put up 30-plus. And I hope his ownership's down because he's facing the Dodgers. So It will be. People don't want to target even him against Dodgers. It could be a win-win situation. Um, Julio Urias on the other side of this game. Yet, I mean, he 81 pitches last time out was his most on the season. At 8,400, I just don't know. 
if he has that ceiling. Yeah, I, I, I do. Again, it's it's just the state of the slate here. I mean, let's let's rattle outside of Woodruff. You, you're playing him over Smiley. You're playing him over Waka. You're playing over Hudson. You're playing him over Tyon. Um, you're playing him over Cindergard. So it's between Woodruff and Urias in this price range. I think. I mean, he got up to. 81 pitches in the last start could potentially push for 90. Um, he's too cheap at 8,400. If he gets to 90 pitches, low implied total going up against him. Not an awful matchup. I like Elias. Uh, any interest here in the San Francisco? Ba- I mean, the San Francisco lineup, looking at the lineup that they're potentially rolling out here, like makes me a little bit more excited for your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably aren't going to throw their lefties in there. I, I, yeah, Urias is a solid. Player. I have no real interest in bats from either side of this team. Like, no interest in the Giants. And then against Rodon, do we really want to pay 5.9K for bets, 5.6K for Freeman, 5.7K for Turner, 5.1K for Turner, 5.2K for Muncie? Everyone's over 5K against potentially the best pitcher in the league right now, if not top five. Like I, this this has a six and a half total for a reason. I have no interest in bats from either side. The only thing that I will say about this before we move on is if the Dodgers project for like less than 3% ownership each, there's not many times on the season you're going to get the Dodgers under that ownership. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, the problem is if it was this, I mean, I guess you could throw Molly and Javier in the same lineup and then full stack of them and still make a decent lineup. And then you could play all the chalky value bets because it doesn't matter. Your lineup is so contrarian anyway with the Dodgers stack. Yeah. yeah I suppose you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to work, Grant. I'm just saying, like, there's not many times on the season you're going to get the, the Dodgers – under 5%, no one's playing them on the slate at these prices. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right there. And, like, Turner is there now, too? Like, that's another right-handed bat that they can get against this lefty? I don't know. I might have just talked myself into, like, throwing a Dodger stack out there in the $15 tournament tomorrow. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Uh, under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who's the cheap pitcher you like to get some K's today? I don't know if Molly's going to play, so I'll go with Javier. I like that. Um, I mean, I'm going to go Bruce Zimmerman. The more I think about this slate, the more I think he's playable today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh Waka. Yeah, I like that one. I think I have to go Drew Smiley. Even in these wins, I worry about him getting over 15. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you like today? I'm going trapped. All right. I like it. Going, going with the big dog. Um I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez. I really like Houston today. Give me a hitter under 4K to get two hits. Go minimum price, Chad Pinder. Pinder. 
<laughs> you're gonna take him. Yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous that he's two K. I'll go Michael Brantley. They both might be singles, but I like his chances to get two hits today. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. I'm going Angels. Going Astros. I wonder if anybody was shocked. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, let me look. I think I, I don't have any baseball bets night before, but uh, if you want some random basketball bets. Um, Actually, Royals minus one and a half. Um, you can get a plus 235 over at Bet Rivers. Um, but then outside of that, Brooke Lopez over one and a half blocks at plus 125. Brooke Lopez under 0.5 turnovers at plus 185 over at Caesars. All right, I like it. I'm going to give a two-pick power play over there on prize picks. They have some hitters up for tomorrow Jordan Alvarez over seven fantasy points and Juan Soto over nine fantasy points is my two pick power play today so some good lines yep I like both of those so uh Grant any final thoughts before we get out of here nope nope not interesting go check how my hockey bets are doing because because now I bet hockey for some reason yeah you my friend are a gambler (laughs) I prefer degenerate I was trying to be nice. Um, <laughs> Call it what it is. <laughs> it's always good when you like open up. Uh, you're like, oh man, Tampa scored some more runs, and it all came from the bottom of the order. And you're like, oh, Tampa scored some more runs. Rasmussen finally got a strikeout. That's nice. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Um, we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey kids. <laughs>